Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Wonderful. Well, we, um, we just finished a series of messages entitled Backsliding. We just finished last week um, a series of messages that we preached for several weeks. Um, backsliding and in our conclusion we read the story about the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 and in that story we saw how the son left the father's house and took his journey into a far country and there the Bible says he wasted all his substance And he went through some difficult circumstances until finally he, the Bible says, he came to his senses and he decided to return to his father's house. Hallelujah. Anytime you are out of your father's house and your father's house is not on your mind, you are out of your senses. Amen. But um, when you don't come to your senses, you feel you are doing the right thing. Hallelujah. But when you come to your senses, the first thing that comes on your mind is the father's house. You say, I will return to my father's house. Hallelujah. The father was so excited to have his son back home again and He was so happy that he decided to throw him a party. He decided that he was going to feast because this, his son who was lost, is now found. He's back with him again. And that is how it is for a father when your children leave home. And in a way that you think of a possibility that they may never ever return to their home again. You know, that is how a father feels. And during this pandemic, I understood this scripture very well, and I understood this father very well, how he felt, because I also came to a position like that. Amen. And I thought about many of you, I thought about many of you, And I was feeling, I was having a feeling of never, ever seeing some of you ever again, you know? And, um, you know, some of you we could not even see on our Zoom services. And some of you, when we came back in person, we were not seeing you. And some of you also, when the persecution rose up against the church, You know, we took certain decisions, and I, as a father, felt that there are some of you that I'm never, ever going to see again, you know, and um, it's sad. You know, it's very sad, you know. When you look at the photographs we've taken together, you know, the places where we sat together to feast, to eat together, you know, when you think of the moments we spent together, times we counseled, we advised ourselves, you know, we hugged ourselves, you know, we came so close and became a family, you know, and to think of such people that you are never, ever going to see them again. It's very sad. You know, it's very sad. And, um, you know, there are times that I have gone for pastor's meeting 
and they have announced that um, they are going to take some of us away. They are going to move some of our pastors around. I mean, how many of you know that they shovel our pastors? Okay. And then when I come and I said there are going to be some changes, some of you get a little anxious. Are we going to take Reverend away from here? Isn't that so? So you want your pastor to be here. Isn't that so? Then your pastor also wants you to be here. Hallelujah. So how come that sometimes it doesn't even cross your mind? Are you listening to me? You know that we have come that close. We have bonded. Amen. It's very sad. So um, I feel that, you know, the way the father felt and the way I felt also and how his children, his son came back and he decided to feast and enjoy, I also decided that we should come back and then let us feast and enjoy. Hallelujah. Is it a good thing? I don't want us to be separated again. The father did not want the son to go again. Hallelujah. That is why he dressed him. He put robe on him. He put shoes on him. Put ring on him. And he says, let us feast. This my son was lost and is back. I don't want us to be separated again. And I don't want you to go away. Amen. Are you listening to me? And God does not want us to be separated. Hallelujah. So I want to share a message with you titled, Why You Must Become a Permanent Member of This Church. Say, a permanent member. Say, I am a permanent member. Say, I declare my membership to be permanent. Hallelujah. You know, there are biblical reasons why you must become a permanent member of this church. There are biblical reasons why when God places you in a church, he wants you to be a permanent member. And I'm going to share some of that with you. You know, it's not God's intention, you know, that you be in a church and then you are there no more. You know, there is a scripture in John chapter 17 and verse 12. John chapter 17 and verse 12. Jesus prayed. And as he was praying to the Father, he said, While I was with them, are you listening? I want all of your attention. Hallelujah. So please, no WhatsApp responses, no text messages, just for just a few minutes. I want your attention to listen to this very important message that I want to share with you. Wow, I'm seeing some of you that I've not seen in almost two years. Wow. What a joy. It's great. He says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Hallelujah. So you see, even Jesus here is saying that of all that the father has given to him, of all that the father has given to him, he says, I have kept. I have kept in thy name those that thou givest me. I have kept and none of them is lost. You don't want to lose any of the ones that the father gives to you. And he says, except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. So when God gives you certain children, the only ones that you are supposed to lose are the sons of perdition. And you are not the son of perdition. Hallelujah. Now, who is the son of perdition? The son of perdition is the one that uh, Satan entered 
and he betrayed Jesus. Hallelujah. Separation is betrayal. Hallelujah. When God gives you children and they separate themselves, it's a betrayal. And Satan is the one that does that. He says, except the son of perdition. Hallelujah. And so we don't want to be the sons or daughters of perdition. And as we go through the reasons why you must become a permanent member of this church, you will see the things that God compares us to. God makes us the church reference to. And you will see that all of these things are indications that we ought to be permanent. Hallelujah. And we do not have to be separated. So we are going to share from our father's book, Bishop Doug Howard Mills' book, The Mega Church. And this is part of our series on um, our status 527. Hallelujah. And so we are beginning this series. And I'm going to give you few of the reasons today and then we will continue next time is that a good thing wonderful so reasons why you must be a permanent member of this church number one you are part of a family you are part of a family Ephesians chapter 3 Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14 Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14, I said, you are part of a family. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, he says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom, the next verse, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hallelujah. He says, I bow my knees to the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth, in heaven and in the earth, are named or is named. So there is a family in heaven and there's a family in earth. And if you are of Jesus Christ, then you are in this family. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So, you are in the family of Jesus Christ. And the first reason why you must be a permanent member of this church is because of this very reason that you are part of the family. Hallelujah. If you think of the church as a family, then you will never want to have even the notion of leaving. Hallelujah. You will never have any willingness to leave. You know, every member or every family, every family has its own problems. Or you don't know of a family that has problems. Or do you know of any family that has no problems? Every family has its own problems. In every family, you will have conflicts and misunderstanding. But there is simply no way you can leave your family. You can never leave your family. No matter what happens, you can leave your family. You are simply a part of that family, whether you like it or not. No matter what happens, you cannot leave a family. So if you see the church as a family, if you see the church, according to this scripture, that you are a family of Jesus Christ, you are a family of this church, then you don't see yourself ever leaving the church. Hallelujah. Misunderstanding will come. Sometimes you have misunderstanding with your uncle or your aunt, but that does not change your name. You can never change your name because you have a misunderstanding with your father. You can never change your name because you have a misunderstanding with your aunt and say, I don't belong to this family anymore. You can move wherever you want, but you still belong to the family. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? 
So you need to be taught these things. You need to be taught. You need to understand that there will be hurts. There will be times where you are hurt. Don't you fight with your brothers? Don't you fight with your sisters? But there will be no time that you say, because of this fight, I'm no part of this family any longer. Amen. Family members belong together. They belong together in a lifetime commitment. Say amen. amen. Church members must also belong to the same family in a lifetime commitment. Hallelujah. Amen. Joe, you will always be sacrificial no matter where you go. No matter what new diet you ad- adopt. You will always be a sacrificial. And when they call your name, they know which family you belong to. They know where you come from. Hallelujah. No matter how long you live outside of the family, you you are still a part of the family. And that is how you have to see yourself. Can you imagine? People have raised you. They have fed you when you could do nothing for yourself. People cleaned you, washed you, fed you. When you could not pick up a spoon to put food in your mouth, somebody fed you. Somebody sacrificed. Are you listening to me? Somebody walked you to school for many years until the time that you could go on your own. So you cannot just get up and go. Just because you are offended or just because of some circumstances. Hallelujah. And that is how it is with the church. Amen. Except the son of perdition. The Bible says in Psalm 68 and verse 6 that we are lonely without families. And God places the lonely, God places us in families. God does not want us to be lonely. He says, of whom he says God places the lonely in families. God places the lonely ones in families. So you realize that if you don't have a family, you are lonely. You are lonely. Hallelujah. But you are not lonely. You are part of this beautiful family. Hallelujah. The second reason is that you are part of a building. You are part of a building. Hallelujah. Michelle, you are part of a building. Amen. You form a part of a building. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. It says, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. You are God's building. So the second reason is that you are a permanent part of a building. Hallelujah. Do you see the things that God is comparing us to? A building. Look at this building. Do you know how many years this building has been here? You know, there are bricks, individual bricks that are in this building. How many of you are aware of that? You don't know. You think the building is one piece? How many of you are aware that there are bricks in this building? There are bricks in the building. And each individual brick has a role that is playing to make this building exist. What if we came on a cold winter night in December, we came for prayer meeting, and a section of the the bricks on the wall have moved out? Amen. Amen. And it says we are not happy here. We are not happy with what happened last time. And so we have moved out. Would you be happy? Or you go home tonight. You go home. And when you enter your house. You wanted to urinate. And you held the urine from exit 5. Exit 4. Exit three, and then you came to exit two, and you exited. 
And then you say, I'm not too far from home, so I'm not even going to stop at a gas station or the restaurant. And then you went home. You park, sometimes you get into the driveway or wherever you park. Sometimes you don't even park the car properly. You have an emergency situation. You just park the car somehow and rush to your house because you have intention to come and park it properly after you are and then you get home and your bathroom has moved out of the house he says i don't belong here anymore you misuse me the way the children come in and out anyhow like that i'm not happy the way you people sit in the night day every time you sit on me like i'm not happy i've moved out would you be happy you see, unless you see yourself as a building, you easily pack and go. But when you see yourself as a permanent part of a building, you are not easily going to get up and go. You are God's building. You make God's building complete. And when you leave, the building lacks something. And everything that we put in the building to make the building is needed to be there. And so if God has planted you here, you are needed to make this building complete. Say amen. amen. Are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? You are part of God's building. And every Christian must know that he is part of God's building, which is the church. You cannot easily remove the blocks of a building. Blocks are permanent structures in the building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you cannot easily decide that you are packed and you are gone. If your bedroom decides to move out, you will not be happy. Hallelujah. So see yourself as part of a building. Hallelujah. If you see yourself as part of a building, you will never want to go away. Amen. Sections of buildings do not just go around. They don't move around. You can find a section of a building that says, today I am going here. I have moved to next door. I have moved across. I have moved across town to the building across town. And then the following week, you are here. Amen. Can you help us out, please? Are you listening to me? Yes. Parts of buildings don't just develop legs. Hallelujah. Parts of buildings do not just move around. You can't just move and come back. Move and decide that today I'm not part. Today I can be here. Are you listening to me? You see, unless you see yourself as part of a building, you will feel that whenever you are not here, it is okay. But it is never okay. Whenever you are not here, we are missing something. Whenever you are not here, some part of us is missing. You may not see it like that. Are you listening? You see, you may not see it like that. If you are a piece of wall on the building... And you move, you may not see it like that. But we, we are here, we will feel it. We will feel that something is missing. And we are not complete. It's not a complete building any longer. What if we came here today and the electricity here has decided we are moved across town to the building that they are building over there? Amen. That is why you should see yourself as a permanent member of this church. The next one, you are part, you are part of a garden. You are part of a garden. The scripture we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, For ye are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry. 
Husbandry means a garden. Husbandry, you are part of a garden. Hallelujah. And Isaiah chapter 5, Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. God is referring to the church as a vineyard. God is referring to his people as a vineyard or a garden. He says, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. So this is when God was not happy with all the, if you get a chance, you can read from verse 1, all the things that he had done to the vineyard, planted wonderful seeds in the vineyard, rich seeds in the vineyard, built a wall to protect the vineyard, and then the vineyard was expected to bring forth fruits. And then fruits that came out were wild fruits. Wild fruits are not edible fruits. Hallelujah. Wild fruits, you cannot eat them. You cannot eat wild fruits. They are not edible. And so he says, this is what I will do to my vineyard, to my people. I will take away the hedge that I have built around it. So God sees you as part of a garden. Hallelujah. God sees you as part of a garden. And throughout the scriptures, we see believers being referred to as a garden. If we are like a garden, then each one of us is like a plant in the garden. Do you understand? If we are a garden, then each one of you is a plant that is in the garden. Amen. Now imagine the plants decide to leave. Do we have a garden when there are no plants? Then there will be no garden. Amen. If you uproot a plant and replant in another spot, you endanger the life of that shrub. Amen. You see, I remember we had this beautiful tree and it was growing and was very nice and it was beautiful and it was growing really big and nice. And so we decided that where is this? It's not nice. It's not having its beauty. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So we decided to move the tree. It's a small tree. I mean, it's not a a mighty tree. We decided to move it and put it in a new place. Guess what happened to it? It died. It died. As a Christian, God sees you as a shrub or a tree that is planted in a garden. You will never do well as a Christian unless you are planted. I'm telling you. You will never do well unless you are planted. If you, do, if you are not planted and develop roots and get deep down in where you have been planted, you will never do well. The Bible says that your life is like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. The rivers of water is a place when God plants you where he supplies. He supplies you. He says, I will give you a pastor according to my heart, not according to your heart, not according to how you think, not according to how you feel, but according to how God feels about you. He says he will particularly choose a pastor for you. So he will plant you in a particular place and give you a pastor who will feed you and feed you and feed you with knowledge and understanding. And he says, when you are like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water and you remain there to be fed, then you will bring forth fruit. He says that you, 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 you are like a tree planted by the rivers of water and you will bring forth fruit in your season. Amen. In your season, you will bring forth fruit. So sometimes you are in a church and something happens and you may not be happy. You may not like it. Some circumstances may happen, but God knows why he has planted you there. 
And he didn't plant you there for your happiness, for your joy, that you are happy. That is why I'm planting you here. But the reason why he has planted you here, it's not this moment that you are not happy. But he knows that you are going to bring forth fruits if you remain here. So the season and the period and the time that you are not happy, it does not affect the fruits that are going to come out of you if only you remain here. Are you listening to me? The period that something has happened, some hurt or some circumstances, some job, you know, some promotion has happened, it will never affect, he says, he plants you, he plants you. Just develop the roots. But when we take you, today we plant you here, and then you are not happy there, and then we plant you there. Let me tell you, every church that you go to, if there are human beings like you and like I, there will be times that you are not happy. There will be times that you are not happy. Every church. And so when they plant you here, and then you are not happy and they move you, you see, you begin to develop roots here. And now they take you out, just like what happened to our tree, and they plant you here. Now you are beginning to now develop new roots. And then something happens, and you are not happy, and then they take you out. You see, unless you see yourself as part of a garden, you will not even think of yourself as a tree that is in a garden. And you will think that I am the one that brought myself. If I want to go, I will go. But it is God who planted you here. There's a reason why God planted you here. Hallelujah. And what I've seen about trees is that unless they be planted and they take root, you know, do you know that many trees, they bring forth fruit in their own season? Let me tell you. You know, there are some trees that bring forth fruits in October, September, October. Apple trees, for instance. Do you know that? Yes. But I tell you something. If you take a mature apple tree and you bring it here and you plant it here in August, in September and October, when all apple trees are bringing forth fruit, that tree that you just planted will not give you fruit. That tree might look like it's in your season, but it will not bring forth fruit. Are you listening to me? You will see all the other trees bringing forth fruit, but because you have not taken roots in where you are planted, you cannot bring fruit. Beloved, make up your mind. Decide that I'll be planted and I will take roots here because there are fruits in me. The reason why you are not seeing fruit is because you are not allowing yourself to grow the roots and you are not being planted properly. Hallelujah. See yourself as a tree that is in a garden. See yourself as part of a shrub that is in a garden. Hallelujah. It is a common fact that planting and replanting kills plants. God has no plan for planting and replanting his people in different churches every few years. Amen. If every time your roots go a little deeper, you move around, you will kill yourself spiritually. He says, I have noticed that Christians who are planted and replanted in different churches often do not survive spiritually. Hallelujah. You will not survive spiritually. If you are planted here and the following year you are planted there and you are there, you will not develop spiritually. But if God has planted you here, remain and develop roots. And see what the Lord will do to your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. You are part of a tree. You are part of a tree. Are you listening? 
The other one, we say you are a plant in a garden. But here, God is saying you are part of a tree. John chapter 15 and verse 5. John 15 and verse 5. It says, I am the vine. Vine is the tree. Vineyard or vineyard is a yard of trees. Do you understand? But now, the scripture is saying you are part of a vine or a tree. So Jesus says, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Hallelujah. So another important revelation is that you are part of a tree. Jesus said he is the vine and we are the branches. Now, everyone knows that a branch which is cut off from the tree is a dead branch. How many of you know that? When you cut off a branch from a tree, initially you look and you see that all the leaves are on it. As soon as you cut a branch and you leave it, all the leaves will remain on it. But when you leave that branch for a while, you see that all the other branches will still have their leaves, but that branch will start giving off the leaves. The leaves begin to die. Amen. Because without the vine, without the tree, you can do nothing as a branch. Now, if Jesus is saying that you are a branch of a tree, then it means that unless you are, you remain a part of the tree, you can do nothing. And sometimes, even we try and we cut off a branch. Those of you who know a little bit of agriculture, what do they call it? Grafting. You cut a branch of a tree and then you graft it to another tree. Do you know how difficult it is for that tree to take and begin to bring forth fruit? And many times they die. Many times, when you are cut off from one tree, if Jesus says you are a branch, when you are cut off from one tree and you are grafted to another tree, it is very difficult for you to take. It becomes very difficult for you as a branch to take on that tree. And I have seen that, especially when a church member leaves for the wrong reasons. When you leave for the wrong reasons, you are angry. I remember one time, there was a sister that came to the church, and we went to visit the sister, and she was telling me how bitter she had been in her previous church, how angry and how offended, and she was very angry. And so she told me all these things, and then I realized that this sister is not going to last here. You will never last here. You can never be grafted like that. And lo and behold, you know, when you are, when you are a branch from another tree and you come, there is some oddity about you. You feel even odd. You know, even when we are doing things, you know, you, you see, even we give you an opportunity, lead prayers. The way you are leading, we will realize you, something odd. There's something. There's something that we say, sing. There's something about, it's not, it, it, you, you, it's, there's some oddity. And such people don't last. Oh, I'm telling you. Are you, are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? You will not last. So see yourself as a permanent branch of a tree. If you are indeed a branch, then have no plans of moving anywhere. If Jesus says you are a branch, then have no plan of moving anywhere. People who move from church to church often do not flourish in the kingdom of God. They experience stunted growth and some even backslide and go to hell. Yes. I have seen that many times. When people leave, they backslide. Sometimes people are in a pastoral lineage. 
And if they had remained where they are, they would have become some great people. But one or two things will happen and they will leave. Cutting yourself off and attempting to reattach yourself is a risky business. So if you want a permanent pastor, then I also want permanent members. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And let me give you a final point before we close. The final point, it says you are, you will flourish if you are planted. You will flourish if you are planted. Psalm 92 verse 13, it says those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those that be what? Planted. Planted in the house of our God. If you are planted in the house of our Lord, that is when you will flourish. If you are planted, you will flourish. If you are planted, you will flourish. Hallelujah. It says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You will flourish if you are planted. Amen. You will realize that all these have spiritual basis. All these, and they are permanent. Permanent, God is looking at you as a permanent member of where he has planted you. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us plainly that those who are planted are the ones who will flourish. Beloved, you will never flourish if you are not planted. If you are going to move from place to place, from church to church, you are here today, next time you are not here, you will not flourish. You will not flourish. Amen. You will not flourish. Hallelujah. The Bible says you will not flourish. You will only flourish when you are planted. It says those that be planted, they are the ones who will flourish. Zadian, you will flourish because you are planted. Amen. As you have made your mind, I'm not going anywhere, you will flourish. The word of God is so true. You will flourish. Hallelujah. I'm looking at some of you, you know, some of you have been here 15 years, 20 years, 18 years, 17 years. Some of you were born here, you are still here. And how old are you? You are still here. You will flourish. You will flourish. I'm telling you, you will flourish. The word of God is true. You will flourish. As you remain in one place, you will develop businesses, you will develop business contacts, business relations. Members of the church will begin to rely on you for their businesses. You will develop lasting friendships and they may help you during all of your lifetime. You develop lifetime friendship. Amen. Staying in one place for only a couple of years does not allow you to develop the source of relationship that you need for a blessed life. Hallelujah. And this is what the enemy doesn't want. The enemy does not want you to be planted. Satan does not want you to be planted where God has placed you. When God planted Adam and Eve in a garden, Satan came to deceive them, so God will kick them out. And they were moving around. They had no place anymore. They were not in a garden of Eden. Hallelujah. Some of you know the benefits. Just as you become a permanent member of this, so I remember there are some of you who were going to nursing school, and I said, talk to this person. Talk to that person. Some of you were trying to take your exams, and I, I talked to another person and said, go, the person will give you her books. Didn't you save money from that? You save money from the books. And they give you strategies, how to do this, how to do that. After many times that you have tried outside, you come back to the home, somebody in the home will help you. Somebody in the family helped you to pass. And today you are called a nurse. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. God never intended for the church relationship to be a temporal relationship. It was never intended to be a temporal relationship. You know, when we develop this temporal relationships, you know, we are here and we are not here. Audrey, 
we are here and then we're gone. We are here and then we are gone. It brings depression. It brings sadness. It brings disappointment. It is never God's intention that the relationship that he has given us will make us be disappointed. That now we are sad. I am sad that I got to know you. Because if I never knew you, I will never be sad wherever you go. But God has brought you here and that is going to leave me disappointed and sad that I ever met you. It's heartbroken. Are you listening? Yes. It brings depression. Amen. It's, and Satan knows that. So he doesn't want us to relate. He doesn't want us to have a permanent relationship. You know, even outside of church, relationships are permanent. I tell you, even outside of church, relationships are permanent. You go to places like work, for instance. You know, you have co-workers. Co-workers that just come selected professionals, selected this interview from different places and we come together and we work together. After some time, we become like family. After some time, you see that this person is having a party in the house and then you go and the co-workers, you're calling all the co-workers. God gives us relationships to be family, to be permanent relationships. We just came for paychecks. You came for paycheck, I came for paycheck. In fact, the day we were coming for the interview, we were enemies because you were competing for the same position that I was also looking for. But after we have been working together, doing the things together, helping ourselves, doing this, doing this, doing that, we become a family. And then you are in your house now, not work, at home, weekend, Saturday, nobody's working, you are calling yourselves. Can you come over this Thanksgiving? Can you come over, bring the children? Now your children are becoming my children's friends because of work. God gives us relationship for us to be permanent. Amen. Sometimes I have seen that even people retire. They retire. They go on retirement. And then another person is having something and they call you. People who have retired three, five, four years, ten years, they are here. What are you doing here? We are part of the family. Permanent relationships. They are not going anywhere. Permanent relationships. If I have come to know you and we have been together for these years, we are forever together. We are forever together. Sometimes the employers lay some people off. They fire them. For whatever reason, they fire them. And they live very angrily. But the relationships that they have built on the job with their co-workers, they still keep them. They still come back to your wedding. They still come back to your birthday. They will still come back home to you on the weekend to be with you. Because God gives us relationships like that. We need one another. But in the church, we live and we don't want to remember ourselves ever again. Sometimes you live, you take yourself off the list. Left. Left. Going where? Left. And you're so proud of it. Left. Then we see. Left. Where are you going? You are angry. As we were trying to come together, we were calling some people. Some people have changed their numbers. We don't even know where they are. They have changed their numbers. May the Lord help us. Amen. There are people that you go to school with. Primary school. Primary school. When you were five years old. That you were sitting in the classroom together. Classroom together. You didn't know anything. You are still friends. You left secondary school how many years ago now? The other day, somebody told me, you know, one of my classmates had died, and I want to go to a funeral. I said, where? I'm flying to Canada. What? 
And they are together. Together. But Satan is the one who does not want us to be together as a church. It is Satan. Your classmate. Primary school classmate. You see, sometimes now they form all kinds of groups on WhatsApp. Old classmates. Old primary school classmates. Secondary school classmates. University classmates. This was my mate. This was my mate. And God intends that as you have come to build a relationship, let it be a permanent relationship. Let it benefit you. Benefit from the relationship. Amen. Every type of relationship God has given us, he intended for us to have a permanent relationship. That is why it is like that. That is why you relate with your co-workers like that. That is why you relate with your classmates like that. Are you listening to me? But it is Satan who knows what is here that makes you want to leave and don't, doesn't want you to ever remember us anymore. That you not come home ever again. May it never be so for you. If you are in a marriage, make your mind that is a permanent relationship. It's a permanent relationship. And if you are planning to enter into a marriage, make your mind up that is a permanent relationship. You are not planning this American type of marriage that I will see if it work. It's not like that. It's not like that. You see, the benefit of any relationship is for a long term. The benefit, if you are going to benefit from a relationship, that relationship must go on for a long time. Are you listening to me? You cannot just come today and say you are part of us. You have joined us. And then next week, you announce to us that, oh, I have this business. I'm selling Kiso. So... I'm giving the church members a discount because I am a family member. I'm giving them family, what do you call that? Friends and family discount. We will not believe you. We cannot send all our members to come and patronize your business. But after you have been here with us, we have known your manner of things. After you have been here with us, and you say, now I'm starting this business. We all mobilize ourselves. Let us help our sister. Let us help our brother. Let the business prosper. Let us patronize the business. Let us do this. That is a benefit of a long-term relationship. If you are doing a business, you must have to stay on that business for a long time before you start seeing some fruit. You cannot start a business today and say you are selling key soap and then you decide, oh, in a year's time, I'm going to try selling. That's still soap. But then you are deciding to sell something. You you, you decide to sell something else. And then the next year, you are selling something else. And you think that that business is going to prosper. It can never prosper. You will never see benefits unless you stay on that one business for a long time. For a long time. Sometimes you open up a business and the first year it will be all your rent and your bills and all kinds of things. But if you are going to see real profit, you have to stay on that business for a long time. Are you listening to me? You have to stay on that business for a long time before you begin to see some profit. Say amen. Amen. Yeah. True benefits, they come after a long time. I have seen several benefits as I have been a member of this church. Several benefits. Just being a member of this church. Several benefits. Some of you, many benefits. You have a child and even your own biological family members. When you had a child, how many of your biological family members cooked food for you? Or came to stay with you and fed you? But in this house, 
people have had children and people have fed them whilst you cannot rise up to cook for yourself. Because God places us in a family like this to support ourselves. That the enemy doesn't like. That the enemy doesn't like. I can point to many of you, the benefits, the benefits that you have gained from the church. The benefits. Amen. You get all kinds of benefits in the house that you can get elsewhere. Among your family, among your, 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 your own family, you can't get those benefits. But God places you in a place, you need a lawyer advice, you, somebody will give you a lawyer's advice. You need a medical advice, you will get a medical advice in the house. You need a computer advice, there's somebody. You need a career advice, there's somebody to help you. You need a professional advice. The enemy doesn't like these things. The enemy will rather that you are separated and struggling all by yourself. Be lonely all by yourself. But the Bible says that the lonely, God plants them in families. So they will never be lonely. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is all time will allow me to share with you. I'll continue next time. We meet again. Stand to your feet, please. Bow your heads with me and pray and ask the Lord whatever circumstance, whatever situation that will remove you from his house, may the Lord take that thing away. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, for this beautiful family that you have given us. We thank you, Father, for planting us in this church. Lord, we pray that anything, anything that is conceived in the womb of the enemy, that is poised and plan to take us away Lord we abort it in the name of Jesus Father any power of the enemy that is intended to remove us from where you have planted us oh God we abort it and we render it permanently non-functional in the name of Jesus for we declare Lord that we are a part of this tree we declare Lord that we are a part of this vineyard we declare, Lord, that we are a part of this family. Let nothing remove us from where you have planted us. That we will bring forth fruits in our season. That we will flourish in where you have planted us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give anyone that is here an opportunity to give your life to Christ. You are here. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. If that is you, if that is you, you want to receive Christ as your Savior, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and let us say a prayer. And I want all of you who are joining us online, pray with you and I want the congregation to join and let us all say this prayer together. Repeat after me and say Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. Lord Jesus be my master. Lord Jesus be my master. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my savior. Savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church 
located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York, at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you!